Welcome to the USU Career Studio podcast that helps you navigate your career path. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your friends and family all about it. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to get access to our newest content. With that, I'd love to go ahead and transition a little bit here. Again, thinking about from the student perspective, and, and how experiential learning plays a role in both their academic and career development. I'm really curious how you both see experiential learning complementing a degree, because I don't think it's necessarily a replacement for a degree or certificate or anything like that, but it does offer different benefits perhaps than a degree. So talk to me a little bit about your thoughts on, on how these two pieces work together. Uh, Danielle, let's start with you. So I think experiential learning is that way to have some fun with it, if you will. Uh, so we're all taught, you know, we're in group classes. It's not individualized uh, curriculum for each student. So I think experiential learning is a way for a student to say, okay, I've learned the skills in the classroom. How am I going to take what I've learned and turn it into my individual career? What I'm going to do with the rest of my life, because it's not going to be a group setting for the rest of the life. Um, so that's why I, I'm sorry, I'm going to work Parker Dewey into just about every conversation because that's what I talked about all day. But that's why I love our model too. When folks come onto the Parker Dewey platform, students and recent grads, they'll find that we don't purposefully have a lot in the way of filters. They won't see majors for filter or filters for majors. Um, it's very easy to scroll through lots of opportunities. Um, and we do it that way on purpose because we found that if students are scrolling for things like majors or filtering for things like majors, they're not as open to thinking about the wide range of ways that their skills can be applied to such a wide range of opportunities because what they're learning, regardless of their degree program, can typically be applied in so many different ways. I mean, just one example, we recently released a success story about a student who was a chemical engineering major, but she was very open about the ways that her skills could be applied professionally. She applied for a project management micro internship just to see, you know, what is this about? She got the micro internship. Not only did she very much enjoy it, but it led to a full-time job offer that she accepted and is now very much enjoying. Um, so in short, experiential learning is that opportunity to figure out where have all these things that I've learned in the classroom, all these skills, both technical and, you know, interpersonal, where are those going to fit into my career? I love that. And uh, Cameron and I have had many conversations um, in the past kind of around this topic. And one thing that I, I advocate for so heavily is prototyping. We call it career prototyping, where you're basically just testing careers on small scale. And again, a micro internship is, is a great avenue to on a very small scale, you know, test what it's like to work with that company, test what it's like uh, to do that kind of work. So I really, really love that, that it opens up that door. Um, what about you, Cameron? What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that the student perspective around experiential learning is mostly positive. We know students really want these experiences. They know it's important. But a lot of times it's the time aspect for students, right? Where um, we might see struggle and engagement in, in that area if a student has a lot going on. They already have a full-time job or they just have a, you know, a busy life and how do they fit that into their academic plan? And, and that's why I really love the idea of micro internships is because it really can give that testing, that prototyping, right? That we were talking about on in a micro way, right? That they don't have this huge commitment that they need to make to this semester-long internship or year-long internship. They can um, get a sample of that and apply what they've been learning 
in their academics to that setting. So it's a really positive thing to think of these micro internships as a, as a great way to bring access to that. Um, but it is very important and students know it's important. And I think as we start getting creative about ways that we can fit it into their academic plan, fit it into their lives, uh, the light bulb will come on for them. Yeah, great point, Cameron. And uh, I'd love to actually have you share as much as you feel comfortable. I know some of this is still in the works, but I'd love to actually have you talk a little bit about some of the initiatives that you're working on at the U. Uh, you're a huge advocate of making sure experiential learning is not only an option for students, but maybe even required. So talk to us a little bit about some of those initiatives, if you can. Yeah, I can kind of start because it is definitely an initiative that we are promoting here at the University of Utah. Um, it is going to be a requirement. Um, and But that, that requirement of experiential learning, as we talked about, is so many things, right? So the access to that, we're really working on making sure that that is very accessible to all students um, and, and that they understand all the ways, all the opportunities they have in experiential learning. So it is something that um, we feel is important to make a requirement. And at the Department of Communication, where I work, it is a requirement to do an internship um, for a couple of our emphases, our strategic communication emphasis, uh, emphasis and our journalism emphasis. So it is in a way kind of forcing it, right? We're saying, we want you to be doing this. Um, students understand the importance of that. And so they are out there finding those experiences. We're helping them get connected to those experiences. Um, but yeah, I think it is important. And one of the other things that I think is really important when we talk about experiential learning is doing it earlier during your time as a college student. I think there is a perception that I'm not ready to do an internship or an experiential learning opportunity until maybe my junior or senior year, because I've got to just focus on being a student and do these classes. And, and, and I totally understand that. But research is showing that when we are, when students are engaging in these opportunities early in their first 60 hours, uh, credit hours, they are much more successful in the long run. They're able to make meaning of some of these experiences uh, quicker and they're able to then be able to move on to the next thing that's more of a fit because really in this process of learning by doing, it's an ongoing process. Like when we talk about Kolb's experiential learning model, it's really about this process of concrete experiences, right? When And then you move into this reflective observation of that. Okay, what? let me reflect on this experience that I just had. And then moving from that into this abstract con conceptualization. Okay, here's some ideas that I have around what I've just experienced and what I've just reflect. And then you go into this active experimentation mode, right? Where it's now you're applying some of these, you know, conceptualizations that you made and you're testing them out. And then that then leads to another concrete experience that you're having. And then the, the, the cycle continues. And by doing this, you're gaining a better sense of who you are, what your interests are. You're making meaning of professionalism, right? You're making this, you're coming to this understanding of um, how to do this field or this, this work that you're interested in. And, and that process of learning is so important. And it's the biggest component around experiential learning. Um, is being able to make meaning of things, to be able to reflect on things and to come up with ideas around that and really synthesize 
that in your own mind, making meaning of your own knowledge. <laughs> so I, I think it is really um, an important concept and it's why we're really uh, implementing it into our curriculum. Absolutely. Danielle, you have some thoughts. Go for it. Yes. First, I want to say, Cameron, I love how you have theory behind everything you do. Like, it's just so impressive. Like, you've got everything right there. Um, Second, I want to follow up on what you said about engaging in these experiences early. Um, At Parker Dewey, we do a student sentiment survey. So we ask students, you know, what are their thoughts on experiential learning, on recruiting, on all of their career development? And we found that over 70% of students are thinking about these experiential learning opportunities, I think it was before their sophomore year. So for these companies who are waiting to engage them until junior and senior year with the traditional internships, they are missing out on a crucial opportunity to be part of these students' development. And to the point, you know, there are some opportunities where I understand that companies want the skills that students will gain in their junior and senior year, but there are so many opportunities for those smaller projects, perhaps micro internships that you could use to engage those students in those first and second years. So I just love everything you're saying about engaging early and and using those small ways to kind of get a taste of things and micro internships are a great way to do it. I love this conversation and gosh, yeah, that's, it's interesting. You bring up kind of the timing of experiential learning because uh, you know, working in the career design center here at USU constantly, we are having that conversation of how do we introduce career education and opportunities earlier in the student experience? Because we have also found that students are more successful when they can start that prototyping, that processing, that developing early on. And so I really appreciate um, the attention that you both have kind of drawn to that element of this. I'm really curious if folks have examples, I'd love to hear from either of you. Uh, maybe talk, talk to us a little bit about how experiential learning maybe played out in your own careers or maybe the lack thereof and that the impact that it had there. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can say that it was, it was definitely one of those things I knew was important. Like I knew I needed to do an internship, right. As a student, but didn't really know what I needed to do in that internship to make it really count. Right. It was just known to me, like I, I should just do this. And you know, that was a, it, it was a requirement for me. I, I, in my grad program, we had a requirement to do an internship. Um, but then it was understanding that, and that's why we have courses oftentimes around internships um, is because we want students to not only just do these experiences, but really reflect on them and ask themselves, oh, what have I learned here? What do I like? What don't I like? Um, what are some questions I have because of this? And that was the the thing for me that really stuck. I think um, I remember after doing kind of my required internships and such, and then thinking of it in a way of, oh, this is actually really great for my professional development. I should pursue more of these. I remember after uh, grad school, I actually created my own internship with this uh, office over at the University of Maryland in, in Baltimore. And I, um, I, I loved it. It was just such an amazing time in my life because I was able to say, look, I want to get more out of this. I want to learn more about this career. I want to learn from these professionals. I, I, I see them as you know, somebody that could be my mentor. Right. And that was when it clicked for me was when I was able to make meaning of that and then go out and seek those opportunities, knowing that's what I wanted to gain from it. I love that. Danielle, what about you? 
So on my set, I was exposed in grad school to a quote that I'm not going to get exactly right, but the gist of it is people often make careers out of the problems they could not solve for themselves. Uh, so I think that explains me working at Parker Dewey. Uh, so my undergraduate experience, you know, I listened to what I was told. I went to the career fair. I talked to the people. I got offered an internship. It was an unpaid internship and it was, you know, 40 minutes away. I didn't have a car and even other internship opportunities. Yes, there was a city 20 minutes away from where my undergrad undergraduate institution was. Uh, but again, without a car, that was a pretty prohibitive distance. Um, so I did all the things that I was told to do. And I'm sitting there going, I have no way to get to this opportunity that I have been offered. Um, so I'm very happy with where I have ended up. I still um, engaged in as many on-campus things as I could do. You know, I was an RA and I was in campus entertainment production and planned events on campus. And those things were great experiential learning opportunities as well. But I would have loved to have had micro internships as I was an undergrad because not every student has transportation. Not every student can afford to take an unpaid experience. I was working multiple on-campus on campus jobs, which again was a great experiential learning opportunity as well. But it's not the same kind of experiential learning opportunity that I could have had with some of these other opportunities, but I couldn't afford to quit those on-campus jobs to figure out how to buy a car with money I didn't have, to travel with time I didn't have, to an internship that wasn't going to pay me. So that's why, you know, micro-internships answers all the struggles I was encountering myself. Uh, and this is a perfect lead-in because I want to talk about, so we've talked about the great things of, you know, experiential learning, why it matters, why it supports students, why we should all be doing it. And so far we haven't really talked about the challenges, but I think this is a really important conversation to have because much like you, Danielle, um, during my undergraduate, I had a student job. Uh, you know, I was trying to pay the bills, trying to pay for tuition. Uh, and, and I could not take time out of my schedule, just as you described, to do a full-time internship, right? I just, it was not within my scope of possibility given my, my limited situation. And so I'm really curious, you know, from both of your perspectives, what are some of the, the disadvantages um, or, or I should say, what are, what are some of the, the challenges that you see, the barriers in students' pathways? Why aren't more students taking advantage of experiential learning? Cameron, thoughts? Yeah. Definitely. It's like, I was just going to echo kind of what Danielle was saying about jobs. You know, I think that's a big one. Students feel like, well, I've already got this job that I need to do to pay the bills. Right. And it's where I've got to put my focus. Um, and of course, jobs are different than experiential learning. And that is an important distinction that we make here. Uh, I think jobs can have experiential learning benefits to it. When you look at in your job, if you are learning and growing in that organization, taking on new projects, um, learning new things so that you can grow um, and contribute to your career goals. But yeah, it's it's a tough one because jobs are the number one priority. It's it's the it's the need students have to make money and you know be able to afford their life, right? So it, it sometimes can cause this barrier of thinking, well, I don't have time to do an internship, but there are ways that you can um, actually even make your job into an internship or into an experiential learning opportunity. In fact, there's a future podcast episode I plan to do on this process of how to make your job 
an experiential learning opportunity, an internship in somewhere else so that you're gaining new skills and new insights. So that is one thing. Jobs are uh, probably the number one I see of why students don't um, take these opportunities. And sometimes it's also just the overwhelming, you know, nature of college for students, right? They're balancing all these priorities, you know, especially our first year students, right? Who are coming to a new place, navigating the culture of higher education, trying to work with their professors, but also like register for their classes and figure out their housing. And some of them are away from their families and they're trying to kind of navigate that process and feelings of loneliness. And it's like, where in the process of all of this, do you have time to get involved or do an internship or something like that? It just it becomes really hard for students to think about it. But I think the more that we can frame it in such a way that is more accessible, right? Like this is easier than you think. Talk to your advisors. There are tons of ways that you can engage in this. Get experiences that will be good for your resume um, so that you're not just taking classes, getting your degree, and then, oh, what do I do now, right? I, I, I'm now I have a degree that many people also have. It's it's about really understanding how that will apply to your career goals, um, your academic goals, all of it. Danielle, I'm sure you have a couple of thoughts, at least about barriers. I just wanted to second and really underscore what Cameron just said. And it's interesting as I've been a student, but also as I've worked in the higher education setting, on more than one occasion, I have heard faculty, staff, very well-intentioned, make comments to the effect of academics come first. And I have to be honest with you, as a student, I could not full-heartedly disagree more with that um, because the reality is, you know, my family, of course, they come first. You know, if something happens at home, that is going to take priority. If, if you know, I get fired from my job, that has suddenly become my priority because I can't put food on the table. And so while I... 100% believe that academics are well worth the investment and, and often require sacrifice. Um, that sentiment always rubbed me a little bit wrong because I thought, gosh, as a student, that wasn't true for me. Um, and so I think, Cameron, to your point, uh, you know, some of those just life barriers, those common everyday things that come up. Um, and while jobs are essential, they can also prove to be a little bit of a, a barrier in terms of getting new experience outside of kind of that realm of that job sometimes. So I'm very excited to hear your podcast episode. I want to learn how, how do we uh, turn that into an internship? Oh yeah. <laughs> but Danielle, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. Cause it's just such a common question we get here from students. Can my job count as an internship? Well, yes, but here's how to be very intentional about it. We hope you loved this episode of the USU Career Studio podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends and family. 